If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. say that the waiting is the hardest part and now just about 26 hours away and the waiting will be over it is a friday evening hopefully you are off working on your way home but we are not just yet because we have one more hour to go one more hour in the monday through friday week to get you set for a game that i asked on tuesday is it the biggest jags game of all time Is it the biggest regular season game of all time? We got those answers. People have been echoing that, and here we are on a Friday. The Jags and the Titans will go at it tomorrow night at the bank. It is going to be electric. It is going to be all of the words, and I cannot wait for it to happen, but we're about 26 hours away. So all we can do is wait just a little bit longer. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton, ESPN 690. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton is the broadcast on on the ones and the twos. Doug Peterson, if you're watching on the stream, is over my left shoulder. That is a big old thank you card to Doug Peterson. And we want you to sign it tomorrow at the Duval House from 4 until 7. It feels like everybody's going to this football game. We had a lot of people call into Brendan Friends today, and we were giving away tickets. And the amount of people that called in and said, you know what, I don't need the tickets. I got myself some tickets, but I want to show some hate to the Titans. I said, you know what, we appreciate that. So it feels like a lot of people are going. I know people from out of town that are coming in. Some of our chatters from out of town are on their way into Jacksonville for this football game. We want to see you at the Duval House. We want you to sign this here card for Doug Peterson. And this thing is big now. I don't know if you've been able to tell on the stream all day. This is a big card. We seriously cannot fit it in a car. I'm not sure how we're going to get it to the Duval House. One way or another, we're going to get it down there. Brian Middleton. Yeah, man. We're just hours away. I know, man. Exciting, right? How about that? We're almost there. I can't wait. The energy, you can feel it. I'm fired up. Across Duval. I'm fired up. There you go. And I don't know what else hasn't been said about this football game. We've talked about the actual on-the-field part of it, the injuries that the Tennessee Titans have, their current roster situation. We talked about the Jags roster and the roster situation and the health situation for the Jags. We've talked about what it would mean to this city, what it would mean to Jags fans. We haven't really ventured into what would what would happen if they lose because we're not going to do that because we are confident, at least Brian Middleton is extremely confident in a Jacksonville Jaguars victory. Still confident on a Friday? No waiver from Brian Middleton? Still steady? Still firm? On a confident Jacksonville Jaguars win? Listen, if uh, Doug Peterson is the head coach on uh, Saturday at kickoff and Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback, I'm good. I feel good about it. So, yeah, no waiver here, Casey Kurtz. No waiver. The spread is six and a half. I told you earlier on Brenton Friends that I'm going Titans on the spread. I think the Jags win the football game. I don't think it will be a blowout. I know a lot of people have predicted that. Actually, Aaron Schachter, Brent Martineau did as well. You heard Brian Middleton. He's very confident. And I don't think this is Jags trauma. I just think this will be a close football game. If the Jags go out there, head out on the field, and blow them out, which, by the way, they should. They're much more talented. But if they actually do, 
they actually blow out the Tennessee Titans, I will be, one, out of my mind, but two, just incredibly impressed, right? I think this will be an AFC South football game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly at times, and it's going to come down to the wire, I do believe. Mm. But the Jags are the better team. But I just think we've seen this enough. Again, how impressed I would be if the Jags blow them out, extremely. But I think this one's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly. I think Derrick Henry's going to have a say in the football game. But ultimately, the Jags are the better team, and that's why they should win the game, I hope. Yeah, I see that, Casey. And, and you know, the last time that Tennessee and the Jags played uh, a couple of weeks back, one of the things that we pointed out on Game Day Live is that Tennessee is a first-half team. They are not a second-half team. They are, like, yep. in the top ten for scoring in the first half. And then when you get into the second half – their adjustment game must not work or must not transfer over uh, to where their opponents do their adjustments at because they are in the dumps. And so if you can survive their first onslaught of punches with Derrick Henry running the ball at you, uh, you have a good chance, if you're keeping it close at least at halftime, to really make a run and win the game in the second quarter. And we kind of saw that in the last matchup. You know, uh, Tennessee, they were doing their thing, and, and Derrick Henry was doing his thing. And then, you know, Shaq Quarterman said, not today, not on my watch. Uh, and uh, the Jags were able to um, really survive Derrick Henry having a heck of a first half in that game a couple of weeks back. And then, you know, the rest, the rest is history, um, the way that they showed out up in Nashville. So, yeah, Casey Leg, listen, it could be a close game. Uh, and great. That probably better for the, the national spotlight. You want to see a good game, but... Being a fan of the Jags, seeing what they've done in the past five to six weeks outside of Detroit, I got to be real with you. The energy that I have isn't false confidence. I just know what they can be, and I know what they can be against this team and a team that doesn't even have, you know, their QB1. So Or QB2. Yeah. They benched him. So, you know, I, I don't know uh, any other way to feel but confident that the Jags are going to pull this out, and I think it's going to be comfortable by the time you look up after four quarters, maybe not for three and a half quarters. Maybe it takes until the fourth quarter before the Jags really pull this, pulls this out and makes a uh, space between the point differential between them and the Titans. But I just have a confidence that the Jags have everything they need in order to win this game and win it comfortably. And everything is rolling their way. So I'm going to go with the Jags and I'm going to go with it not being a close game. I don't think it's a one score game. I hope you're right. I don't see it, but I hope you're right. And by the way, you mentioned after the uh, the four quarters, you look up at the score and hopefully the Jags have won. Well, hopefully you'll give us a call after the game as well. We're doing a post-game show right here on ESPN 690. Also on the stream, if you can see me and you can hear me and you're not listening to a radio, we will be on that streaming service after the game. It will not just be me. It will be Brent Martineau. It will be Aaron Schachter. It will be Brian Middleton. It will be the entire crew here at ESPN 690. Also, Justin Cousart as well will be helping us out. We'll be on ESPN 690 AM. And we'll also be on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's news and talk on the FM side. So if you want to listen on the FM dial, we will be there, 104.5. But we really want to hear from you after the football game. Give us a call, win, lose, or draw. We want to know how you're feeling about what happened in the football game, the season, the playoffs, hopefully all of those things. The number is 904-362-9901. Put it in your phone now. Call us after the game, and we will be Ready to talk to you, hopefully, about the Jags heading to the playoffs. On the YouTube chat, 
Teddy says, we have to change our thinking. Trevor reminds me of the reign Manning had with the Colts. No matter if we win 30 or win by 30 or one, Trevor will pull out the win because we have Trevor and they don't. And then the 100 emoji three times and the, the bicep emoji. Uh, You know what? Yeah, that's right. That's the right answer because they clearly, clearly have the best quarterback in the division. Trevor Lawrence has become that guy, and it should be as simple as that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that Trevor Lawrence is the guy. He's the best quarterback in the division by far and project, projects out that way for multiple years, no matter who Houston picks with the number one overall pick in this year's draft. So, yes, they have the quarterback. They have the guy. They also have the playmakers, which is new, which is fun. Last year they had the guy. It didn't work out very well because they didn't have the playmakers. They didn't have the guys to make Trevor Lawrence look good. Now they have the Christian Kirk. Now they have the Zay Jones. Now they have the Evan Ingram. They have the Travis Etienne back and fully healthy. This is a fully loaded Jags roster on offense and defense, but we're talking about the offense here, to help Trevor Lawrence and make him look the best that he can. They've done that this year. And by the way, a couple of Jags uh, have an opportunity to make a lot of money this week. Did you know Christian Kirk, 91 yards away from 500K? Two catches away from 500K? And if he could somehow get 10 catches, that's another 500 or 12. You know, two and then 12, another 500K. Zay Jones up against the bonus as well. So there's there's reason to be slinging that thing around, even if the score is somewhat in hand. You could say it's running it up on them, or you could say they're just trying to make some extra money for the wide receivers for the Jags. So everything pointing in the direction of the Jags, but, but we still have to play the football game. We still have to play the football game. And you can be as confident as you want to be, but we still got to play the football game. By the way, before the football game tomorrow, ESPN 690 game day live from the Duval House. Four to seven, usually two hours. We're going three at the Duval House. Come sign the Doug Peterson thank you card. All right. Come say hello to me and Brent. We'll be down there. Brian Middleton will be on the ones and twos right here in the studio and getting you set for the football game. Brian Middleton, I have another chat on YouTube that I want to read, but I still have to pull up that app. So give me uh, about four seconds of pad right here. Say something exciting. Yeah. So the same way that... Uh, we say that the Jags and this young team, especially the young guys, need to learn how to win as a group and taking the next steps. Uh, it's kind of going back to that that uh, to Teddy's comment about you know having the confidence in your team and in the Jags. I think that the Jags fans need to also learn how to have that mindset. You know that doesn't come easy, especially with what you've experienced the past decade. So I get the apprehension even going into this game that something good is going to happen on the other side of it when the four quarters are over with. But just understand, man, who you have on your team and what you've seen from this team in the second half of the season, really since November 1st. You've got a team that can get it done, and they should get it done. And you should take joy in that, and really, that should start to build your confidence. But I get it. You need to see it before you believe it and see it again and again. And then, eventually, you'll start you know, thinking, okay, I'm assuming that because we have the better team, we're going to go ahead and handle business. So it's a process both for the players on the team, on the field, and I think there's a process for the fans as well to kind of break out of that, Casey. Speaking of the fans, I'm about to butcher a name, and I hate to do it, but I just don't know how to correctly pronounce it. 
Kanis, Kanis potentially on the YouTube. I believe they will dominate the entire game. Focused on Henry, focus on Henry, and stack in the box. Rd looking good the last couple of games, and yeah, I mean that's that's the key, right? You're worried about Derrick Henry in this football game. Nobody. And I mean, nobody is concerned about what the Titans have outside of Derrick Henry. There are people that play wide receiver for the Titans. It is true. But you also don't believe Josh Dobbs can get them the football. And then are they good enough to make plays on a guy like Tyson Campbell, on a guy like Darius Williams? I'm with you, folks. I don't believe that to be true. I think Traylon Burks is a good football player. I think you feel better if you're the Tennessee Titans, if you're Josh Dobbs, if you're throwing it up, that Traylon Burks is the guy you're throwing it up to. But I got to be real with you. If number 32 is in the vicinity, don't matter. Don't matter because Tyson Campbell has the ability to lock up Traylon Burks. Now, I know doesn't always follow the guy around the whole game. I understand that. They play sides of the field. Great. Confident in Darius Williams as well because I'm not sure if they're here. I'm not sure if they have an opportunity to go to the playoffs if they don't move Darius Williams outside. He's been that good since moving him from the slot to the outside. It was a problem. It was a problem during that losing streak. We came in here every single Monday and said, we know what they're going to do. And every single Friday, we knew a go ball on the outside was going to beat you somehow, some way. We saw it how many weeks in a row. Darius Williams goes outside. Not the case. Not the case. Looking like the guy that won the Super Bowl last year for the Rams opposite Jalen Ramsey. He's being that guy. And when you got Tyson Campbell on that other side, Trey Herndon doing his thing in the inside, you got to like what you got there. And again, the same thing we said about the Titans in the first matchup. The cornerback spot, even if Darius Williams wasn't outside, is not a good matchup for them to exploit because of their receivers. And now you second that because, one, you've got your corner outside, and two, Josh Dobbs is the quarterback. All right? Make Josh Dobbs beat you. Back to the chatter's point. Don't let Derrick Henry beat you. Maurice Jones-Drew said it to us on Monday. We'll play that for you, by the way, tomorrow on the pregame show. You'll hear from MJD. You'll hear from Rasheen Mathis. You'll hear from Clay Harbor. And you'll hear from Tyson Campbell. All in the pregame show tomorrow from 4 to 7. Don't let Derrick Henry beat you. It's as simple as that. And you know what? If somehow, some way, Josh Dobbs is cooking... It is what it is. But you can't let Derrick Henry beat you, Brian Middleton. That is not something the Jags can let happen tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Doug Peterson and Mike Caldwell and the defense, they know that. And I think that they're going to approach the game plan as such. I will say uh, the game that the Titans had against the Cowboys on Thursday night, Dobbs didn't look bad. Uh, he, He just didn't look bad to me. Like, I don't remember him missing a throw. I get it. He didn't have a perfect completion percentage. But for what was asked of him with everything going on in Tennessee, he looked capable for that scenario. So I agree with the fact that if someone's going to beat you, it has to be Josh Dobbs. But, you know, like don't just underestimate him completely. Okay? I get it. So he he might be able to, you know, Sneak a couple of plays in, and you never know if he gets rolling. You, you you never know what sets a player off to where they have the game of their life. So as long as Derrick Henry doesn't beat you and Josh Dobbs doesn't have the game of the, of his life, I think that the Jags are going to be fine. I, and you said it there. You don't know what sets somebody off to uh, have the game of their life. Well, how about the moment? This is the moment for Josh Dobbs. He's got everything to gain and absolutely nothing to lose. How many times do I say it? A team is dangerous a player is dangerous when they have nothing to lose Josh Dobbs 
he ain't keeping this job. But if he goes out and throws for four and four tutties, we might get another job, to be real with you. He has everything to gain in this football game. But you plan to take away Derrick Henry, and if you look up and Josh Dobbs throws for 404 tutties, one, I have some serious, serious questions about all kinds of things, mostly what's going on in the secondary. But that's the only way you can lose if you're the Jags. You can't hand it to them because we saw that early in the season. During that that stretch in the middle of the season, we didn't come in here a lot saying, hey, the Jags got beat today. We yep. came in here and said the Jags beat themselves yesterday. Yep. You can't let that happen. You can't let that creep back in, and you can't let Derrick Henry be the guy that runs for 200 yards and pretty much they start making the bust of him and can. That can't happen. Not in this football game. And it's as simple as that. There's a lot of games that aren't this simple. Like, if they can get through this football game, next week on a Friday we're still probably going to be sitting here trying to figure out what they're going to do to take away players like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. That's not as simple. This, this is simple. You take away Derrick Henry, and you feel pretty good about your chances to win the football game. 11 in the box. Pump block every time. Uh, but, you know, the one caveat for Derrick Henry, he is in that rare class where um, you can do everything you want to, and he could still break a run or I get two that. I or do get five. That. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, just pump block. Goal line defense on their twenty, you know, uh, yeah, it's just it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what Tennessee how Tennessee tries to use Derrick Henry. Like we know he's going to run the ball, you know, straight at you, but is there going to be any type of wrinkle around here that maybe to, to try to throw the Jags off and then get Derrick Henry, you know, doing what Derrick Henry does a bit more? It's going to be interesting to see. It will be. There will be that chess match in the football game. I agree with you there. This is Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. That voice was the broadcast on Brian Middleton. You can follow him on Twitter at the broadcast on. Casey Kurtz is myself at Kurtz on Twitter. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We are going to continue talking about this football game, all kinds of other stuff going around in the league before we get out of here at 7 o'clock for the night. Remember, tomorrow, don't forget about us. This is the spot you want to be. I've said Since the moment I talked in front of a microphone, do you want to be a part of something? This is something that we got going in this little studio and in that room at ESPN 690. And you can be a part of it tomorrow from 4 to 7 on the pregame show. Come see us at the Duval House. Call in the show. And you, me, Brent, Brian, get you set for the football game. And after the game, Brent, me, Aaron, Brian, Justin Kuzar, everybody is going to help us out and put on a postgame show. You'll hear from Doug. You'll hear from the players. You'll hear from us. And we want to hear from you. Let's make it a joyous atmosphere. Let's party a little bit if the Jacks can get this thing done. But we're going to be here either way at 1130 tomorrow night. And we will go as long as you are calling the phones. So call us at 2 a.m. if you're still going, and we'll take your call. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. We're back right after this. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton, ESPN 690 on a Friday evening. Hope the week was good. Hope you're finishing it off with us, and hopefully you'll join us this weekend. Tomorrow, specifically pre- and post-game for the Jags and the Titans. The AFC South Championship is on the line. We said this earlier, Brian, on Brent Friends, and it's it, it's an interesting thought. This feels very college football Last week of the season, 
You got to play for your chance to win the championship in your division. That's what they do in college football, no matter the records. I kind of dig this. This is dope. Yeah. I like it. Now, I don't know how we can make this a regular thing because, you know, that's kind of unfair if one team's like 13 and three, when the Jags will be like 13 and three next year with Calvin Ridley and the boys. And, uh, you know, the Titans will be like, whatever, seven and nine. So it probably won't be fair next season, but I like this. This. This, this just makes the story even better. It just makes this another moment for the Jags and their fans and what makes it one of, another reason why this is one of the biggest games the Jags have ever played. And when I said that earlier this week, I'm not sure if I fully believed it. I had the genuine question, right? But I wasn't sure what the right answer was. But from Tuesday to now, do you feel that it's gotten bigger? I do, and here's why I'll say this. And I can only gauge it by the people that I interact with. And lucky for me, I get to interact with a ton of people throughout the show on the chat, right? I'm always reading the chat for four hours a day. So I can sense that it just, I see more people in the chat that have never been in the chat. And I can see that people are seeking out the content, right? We had people calling in today that I had never heard from on the show before. And they said, hey, we just stumbled upon the show because we were looking for Jack's content. Oh, wow. And, and now they're fans of the show, Good right? Stuff. So I can see it has been building since the week has gone on. But you personally, Brian Middleton, can you feel that? Or even for yourself, have you felt yourself start to get more and more and more excited for this football game now just 26 hours away? Yeah, well, me personally, I'm excited because, like we talk about all the time, how many more different ways can we talk about this game? Mm-hmm. Hurry up and kick off. But as far as... Jacksonville Jaguars fans and uh, you know Duval is concerned. Yeah, you know this. This is a good football town. Like this is a good football town. And so thinking back to 2017 and the way that the city rallied around the team and that kind of energy. Like we want a good team. We need a good team at this point. Mm-hmm. Yearning for one. And so, yeah, the anticipation is building even from as recently as yesterday to today, but especially since Tuesday to right now. And it's coming to a crescendo uh, when you get into tomorrow. I'm talking about it's going to be insane pregame. I'm sure out there at the bank and, you know, lot J, lot X, mm-hmm. the bars, the play. I mean, the pregame, it's going to be it's going to be insane for Jags fans. And it's a good time. And this is what it should feel like when you have the uh, have a successful team and you have the ability to potentially go to the playoffs and you're excited about football in January. This is what it feels like right here, guys. And we deserve it. It's well said. It's well said. And uh, it's a, it's a playoff game before the playoffs. And to your point, football in January, that matters. We said Way before the season started. Say it one more time, Casey, before you go on. Uh, football in January, that matters. Oh. We're not even in the playoffs yet. Oh, boy. But we said before the season, let's be relevant in December. That's what Brent said. We all co-signed it. We relevant January. And we more than relevant. Talk talk of the league right now. If the J- Here's one great thing about playing on Saturday night. I was critical of it when it first happened or was first announced. Do you know that on Sunday, NFL Countdown, or whatever Sunday morning show you like to watch before football, do you know what the lead story will be? Do you know the first football player you'll see if the Jags win? Trevor Lawrence. That will be the lead. That will be 10, 12 minutes of a show. 
not just in Jacksonville, across the nation. They will be the story. They will be the talk of the league. They will be the moment. There will be so much buzz around Trevor Lawrence because we'll know on Sunday morning that they'll be playing the Chargers. Ain't that something? Man. I know you want to be worried a little bit about that, but for personal reasons. I ain't worried about the coaching staff on Chargers, I'll tell you that. Just saying. Hey, real quick, this has nothing to do with anything. Uh, I was just scrolling on Twitter, and Orlando City, soccer team, got rid of my favorite dude. Oh. What are they doing? Why are we happy? You said Orlando City. I was just, you know, reminiscing. That's all. Okay. But he's going to Europe, which is cool for, like, any soccer player. But, like, I won't spend too much time on this. But, man, dang it. Benji Michelle. That's guy, a great name. Guy that was a homegrown guy from Orlando all the way up to Orlando City and scored a goal in the U.S. Open Cup final. And now he's off to Europe. So, hmm. shout out to him. Benji. It caught me off because I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, been busy today. So, um. MLS update. MLS. But by the way, the transfer window is open. So um, Irfan's in the chat. He'll appreciate that. Maybe not the MLS, but just the the soccer content. All right. Let's get back to football. And Brian Middleton, do we have a this or that? We got a this or that, Casey Kurtz. Let's do it. It's going to be NFL-inspired, you know, Mm -hmm. big weekend. And uh, the two options that you'll have for each of these, Casey, they either have the same record, the same losses, the same wins, something like that. I'll let you know, okay? You just tell me which team, which organization is in the better future situation, okay? Mm-hmm. First up, Casey, 8-8. Eight and 8-8. Eight. Eight and eight. Tampa Bay or Green Bay? Who is in the better situation? I will... Oh, oh man. I will say the Bucks because... They have Tom Brady, and the only reason I won't say Green Bay is because they won't get to play at home in the playoff game. They'll have to go because they're a wild card. So if they were at home with Aaron Rodgers, give me Green Bay. But because Tom Brady will be at home and Aaron Rodgers will be on the road, I will take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. What about next season? Just if the teams remain the same, I know it's going to be different. I stick with the Bucs because I – I think both of them are going to have questions at the quarterback. Will Aaron Rodgers come back? Will Tom Brady come back? And if I'm basing my opinion on what the Bucks would have still, I believe in Kyle Trask more than I believe in Jordan Love. So go with the Bucks. Look at you. Break down, break down. Let's stick with 8-8, eight eight, Casey. Let's stick with 8-8. Eight eight. Pittsburgh or Seattle? Huh. I think my answer differs. For the two parts of the question, but I I will answer it as one, and I'll say Pittsburgh. And right the, the is it? It's the right answer. Awesome. So yeah. the reason I thought it was Seattle, or, or I was considering Seattle, because right now I think what they have the home field advantage that they'll have again. They'll have to go on the road in playoffs. I get it, but just to win the football game, they have to win to get into the playoffs on Sunday. Uh, I like what they have: Geno's cooking, Pete Carroll, and the boys. And when I look at Pittsburgh, at least for this game, they need some stuff to help them out. They need other teams to lose. They still need to win, and they don't. They have the the young, inexperienced quarterback. I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's extremely talented. I don't care that he has small hands. I think he's going to be a good player in the league. But for this moment, I would go with Seattle. But for the future, to the second part of the question, I believe in Kenny Pickett. I just told you, Mike Tomlin. By the way, the Steelers are going to win on Sunday because Mike Tomlin won't let them lose. Right? It's just like a Mike Tomlin. They won't lose. 
I don't know if they're going to get in the playoffs because they need help. Yeah. They won't lose. They will not lose the football game. Uh, but I believe in Kenny Pickett. George Pickens is a good player. Najee Harris stepped back this season, but the offensive line has been bad, and he's been better the last couple of weeks, trending towards better right now in the biggest moment, which is a testament to Mike Tomlin. But I I, I think long-term, the Steelers are the better team there, so we'll see what happens on Sunday, but I got to go with the Steelers. Okay. That's a full answer. Thank Pittsburgh, you. right? That's what you Pittsburgh. ended up with. The Steelers. Okay, yeah. I heard you give props to Seattle a little too long, and I was like, wait a minute now. Do I need the buzzer around nah, here? No, 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 no. Okay, uh, next up, KC. Seven wins. Seven wins. Cleveland or Washington? Man. That's good radio right there. When you got to make KC uh, think like man. that, that's yeah. good radio. Uh, yeah. Because I don't. I don't know if I believe this, but man, they're, Washington is so tough. I'm going to go with Cleveland. That's monumental. I know. And <laughs> I didn't think you'd pick Cleveland a, for anything. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah. How am I supposed to pick a team that doesn't know who their quarterback is? It's not Carson Wentz. I like Taylor Heineke, but I don't think it is. And you know what? I like Sam Howell. I'm very intrigued to see him play on Sunday, to be real with you. But you got the ownership stuff. I don't know if they're keeping their coach. Right? You look at Cleveland. I know who their quarterback is. I think the contract's going to come back to hurt him. But I know who the quarterback is. Nick Chubb's good. I believe in Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mari Cooper's having a good year. Yeah. Defense is all right. They got the pieces. Denzel Ward. I think they're keeping the coach. I think. I think he'd be safer than Ron Rivera right now. So, I got to go with Cleveland there, but not by much, man. I just think Washington is such a mess, which is crazy because a couple weeks ago they were like in the power rankings conversation. But I think that they're just in a tough spot. You don't know who the quarterback is. I got to go with Cleveland, man. Barely. Barely. Speaking of Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. can you believe that Dallas gave him up for like a fifth round pick now? Yeah. Oh, you still can. Okay. okay. Oh, can I believe that they gave him up for a fifth round pick? Because... Uh, I know that Dallas got a great offense and they put up 54 points on somebody this season, but boy, they could have still had Amari around here somewhere. I mean, I'm just saying. I get it because it's like a business decision, right? The salary cap's not real, but it's real. And, you know, Dallas is best suited running the football. And I think when we get into the playoffs, you're going to see that. They've got Pollard. They've got Zeke. And I don't know Amari Cooper personally. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I don't. I I just want to make that clear. Uh, but it feels like that could be a situation that doesn't go well if they do run the football like crazy. You know what I mean? I can see that guy wanting his targets, especially splitting with CeeDee Lamb. I also think you made CeeDee Lamb better by getting rid of him, uh, although you should probably try to force him the football in a game-winning moment, Dak Prescott, instead of the other guy that got picked off by Rayshon Jenkins and ran back. But anyway, not important. Mari Cooper's on the, the Browns now. All right. Crazy, though. All right, Casey. Uh, let's see. Seven and nine. Seven and nine. The New York Jets or the Tennessee Titans? Easy. This one's very, very easy. Oh, okay. It's the New York Jets. Today, tomorrow, and for the future. Don't shake your head. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I had to work through that in my head. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah. The New York Jets, are, first of all, are better suited to win on Sunday than the Titans are on Saturday. And the only, the only question, and it is a massive one, I get it, about the New York Jets is who's the quarterback. Because you look outside of that, Garrett Wilson, baller. Corey Davis, eh, you're all right. He may play this for you. They spent money on the tight end spot, so they, they seem to be good there. Their offensive line is incredibly beat up, but next year they will get guys back. 
valuable pieces to their offensive line. You look on defense, they spent money. They spent draft picks. Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Gardner. Defense is good. Really, really good for the Jets. The only question is the quarterback. And they have the coach, by the way. I believe in Robert Sala. So they'll have to find the quarterback. Easier said than done. I get it. Tennessee. What do they got? Like, I know they're beat up, but we're going to go into next year saying it's Derrick Henry or what? I'm not convinced Ryan Tannehill is going to be back as their quarterback. No inside information. And Malik Willis ain't ready. We've seen that. They benched him for Josh Dobbs. Tennessee's a mess. The roster's not good. Even with fully healthy pieces. Traylon Burks is going to be a good player. I do believe that. Outside of that, man, not much. Their defense will get healthy, which will help them, especially in this division when you're playing teams like the Colts and the Texans. But I think the Jets are just a quarterback away from being a problem. A problem. If the Jets had a quarterback this year, we wouldn't be talking about the Patriots in that last wild card spot. We'd be talking about the Jets comfortably having it. Yeah, that's that's true. That's accurate, Casey. Let's see. Let's go to to some happy cities right here. 13-3. and Hmm. Kansas City, Philadelphia. Who's in the better? Who's in the catbird seat? You know my answer, but I've been consistent about that. This is about you, Casey. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and say the right answer, though. I got the ringer ready. Yeah. It's Kansas City. Look at you. Look at you coming around. It's called progress. The right side of history. Look at you. Just, and I love Jalen Hurts and what he's doing. Top of the power rankings a lot of weeks this year on the show. They got Patrick Mahomes on the other side, but I, I don't know if I can bet against that. Travis Kelsey as well. They got Andy Reid. Like, I don't know much I can say bad about them. Uh, Tyreek Hill leaves. They don't blink. I like what the Eagles are doing, who, by the way, are going to have, like, the fifth pick in the draft, okay? The Eagles are doing it, but when you pair them up and you say, hey, you got Patrick Mahomes on the other side, I can't even cap on that one. I got to be real with you. Got to go with Mahomes and the boys. Look at you. We'll pull that growth. clip. It's called growth. We'll pull that clip. We'll make sure we post it on all the social media. Love you, Travis Kelsey. That's my guy. <laughs> all right, let's go back down to the dumps. 13 losses. 13 losses. Chicago or H-Town? Hmm. You know how I feel about the airport in H-Town. Just oh, I forgot. Just you flew got a bias. Both airports in Chicago, zero problems. Zero you got, problems. You got to table your bias on I this case. I would answer this either way. Justin Fields is on the Bears, so I'll go with the Bears. I, I'm interested to see Bryce Young. I am excited about that. But I think Justin Fields has proven this year he's going to be a good player. I never gave up on him. But uh, they're going to have to get him some help, though. Receivers, tight ends, running backs, offensive line, heck, Defensive line, linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties, they fix some of those problems, they'll be fine. It's just the whole team, no big deal. Uh, I'm not sold on the coach, though, to be real with you, in Chicago, but I'm also not sold that they're going to keep Lovey in Houston. So I think Chicago actually has the quarterback. He's now three or two years in. He'll be into his third year next year. And you've seen the development. It's there. Bryce Young, you're probably going to have to wait at least a year, depending on what they even do with their picks. So I like some of the players on Houston's roster, especially their young players, but they don't have a Justin Fields, and I don't think Bryce Young is a Justin Fields either. This one right here uh, I think is going to be very interesting. Winning record, but six losses. Uh Baltimore for the New York Giants. Wow. Baltimore. If, if Tennessee don't got a quarterback, Baltimore don't have a quarterback right now. You're absolutely right. And if I had to look at those two teams, I would say the New York football Giants. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? That something is the right answer. Yeah. Both good coaches. Brian Dable, though, has more 
runway to go than John Harbaugh. And John Harbaugh is not getting fired anytime soon, but he is older. You know, they said on the broadcast his age the other night. I was like, really? My man's is like 60. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. Okay. Brian Dable, like what he's doing. And not that John Harbaugh's not doing more with less, but that Giants roster is not good either. Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and who? And who? Who is Wandale Robinson? And why is he the number one wide receiver? He said, my direct deposit hits every month. They, I sure am the wide receiver one. They paid Kenny Galladay like $75 million. My man's had like four catches. He quit. quit. And they're a playoff team. Daniel Jones? I can't believe I'm saying this. I am on record saying last season pretty emphatically that Daniel Jones sucked. Daniel Jones is cooking. My man's is cooking. Shout out to him. Mm. Character development. Yeah. Daniel Jones not getting enough love. He is cooking. Saquon Barkley's back. Their defense, all right. I just want to make They're sure I understand. I just want to make sure I understand this, Casey. I'm you've, taking the team that doesn't have Lamar Jackson. You've yeah. you've picked. You've not only picked. Uh, what do you call it? Kansas, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Now you've picked Daniel Jones. I mean, I you are lauding praise upon him. He's cooking. Cooking. And by the way, let me give you something on the Ravens. Not a good roster. Good players, not a good overall roster. And now I'm really starting to wonder about the Lamar stuff. I believe Lamar's hurt. I believe that's all true. But I'm really starting to wonder, when they be showing some of these camera shots on John Harbaugh, thinking about this system, and again, you can't you can't make up the Lamar Jackson stuff. He's missed time. A lot of time. And if you're in charge of making decisions for the Ravens, you're going to pay them? Like, I don't know, man. I don't. This is just a guess. Yeah, Lamar man. Jackson is somebody else's quarterback next year. Listen. I don't know who. I don't think he's the quarterback of the Ravens next year. And the Baltimore Ravens GM will be looking for a job. If it don't work out next oh, season. 100%. 100%. If that's the case. I do agree with you, though, man. But that's a, it's a tough call, man. He's great when he's in, but that's two years in a row he hasn't finished the season. And we talked about that, Casey. Now, I think he might still be just trying to get back to 100%. I agree. I think he could play this week if he wanted to. But you remember we talked about uh, him potentially just jokingly. Why don't you do a midseason holdout? That was a great call by you, by the way. Until you get that money. It was a fantastic call. You said it weeks and weeks ago. He is. I think he really doing that, too. I think it's a bit he of both. He listens though. to the show. Oh, yeah, I forgot. yeah, he sent us the New Year's message. It's a good program. That's right, Casey. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. What do we got? Uh, last one, Casey. Four and twelve, Arizona or Denver? <laughs> I would so desperately not want to be either of these teams. Um, I I can't I I can't pick Arizona. I can't pick Arizona. That's your PS5 buddy. That's your Call of Duty buddy. Pick Arizona, but dang it, I'm picking the Cardinals. What is happening? This segment is, like, in the history books. I cannot hitch my wagon to Russell Wilson right now. I can't do it. Uh, I I absolutely cannot do it. I got Sierra on line one, though. Don't talk trash about a man. I can hitch my wagon to Sierra, but not Russell Wilson. It felt right. It was there. The opportunity was there. Uh, Listen, Kyler Murray, I don't know. I don't know there. But I think they're going to get a new coach. Maybe that'll change some things. I think James Conner's good. I'm not sure what's going to go on with Hopkins. Rondell Moore, 
like it's it's bad situations either way. I think Denver's going to be stuck with Russell Wilson, and I guess the best I can hope for is Arizona won't be stuck with Kyler Murray. He will actually develop, but no guarantees. All right, Casey, that's it for the NFL edition of This or That. This or That on Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. Let's close out the show on a Friday right after this. Well, what a week in Jacksonville. What a week. What a week for ESPN 690. If you're listening right now, we appreciate you. If you've listened at any time this week, you know somebody that listen. Let them know we appreciate them as well. Because it has been a great week here, not only on Overtime with Curtis and Middleton, Brent and Friends, Monday Morning Madness. We appreciate you listening. And we're hoping, and we are hoping, I just want to confirm the hope, that we want to do this again next week with this environment, this amount of fun. A lot of stuff coming next week that I can't tell you about yet. But more, even more content next week <laughs> if the Jags can win this football game. That's all I can say. But speaking of more content. You've had better teases. That's all I'm saying. Really? It was it was dry? I can't say. It's, very, it's a bit choppy. Listen, connect the dots, folks. We okay. do some. It's, it's there. You can figure it out. You can figure it they out. They got to win, though. They got to be in the playoffs. For this kind of stuff to happen. But anyway, something that is happening one way or another is tomorrow at 4 p.m., a little open's going to run that says ESPN 690 Game Day Live from the Duval House because that's where we will be at the Duval House. Brent Martineau and myself, Brian Middleton, will be here in the studio. And for three hours, one, two, three hours from 4 to 7, you will hear us getting you set for the game. You'll also hear from Maurice Jones-Drew. You will also hear from Clay Harbor. You will hear from Rasheen Mathis and Tyson Campbell. And we do that every Jags home game. We do it every away game. Me and Brian here from the studio. But after the game is the moment we're jumping in to the post-game area. And we're going to do it big. The whole entire squad. We've got an Aaron Schachter. We've got a Brian Middleton. We've got a Brent Martineau. We've got a Casey Kurtz. And we've got a Justin Kuzar. And we are going to do this thing right. We want to hear from you after the game, 904-362-9901, win, lose, or draw. We want to hear from you about the Jags, about the season, about the playoffs, about the Titans. I don't, I, you know, whatever you want to talk about, we want to hear from you after that game. And we will stay here as long as you're calling. So be calling. We'll interact on the chat as well. The boys will hold it down. Me and Brent will be at the stadium. And we'll go all night. Whatever it takes. AFC South Championship, whatever it takes. Do the Jags get it done, Brian Middleton? Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Concise. Uh, by the way, on the stream, Dean Machine, the nerves are starting to hit for me a bit. That's uh, good. Not going to lie. I feel That's you, good. brother. That feel means you. you're alive, Dean Machine. It means good. you're alive. That's a great call. That is a great call. That's going to do it for us this week. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. Behind me is a big Doug Peterson card. Come sign it tomorrow at the Duval House from 4 to 7. From Brian Middleton, I'm Casey Kurtz. And for everybody here at ESPN 690, we will talk to you tomorrow afternoon. It's the Jags and Titans for the AFC South Championship. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. (laughs) Is it too much to ask? If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.